my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the 10 Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely fantastic, blessed day today, as always. And I want to again thank you so much for the continual support of healthmasters.com. I want to thank you guys for all the feedback. I saw the the, uh, comments, the order comments that have been on the website. And they basically have been amazing. Lots of order comments on all the orders. I've seen a lot of them going out. Obviously, there's not really a way for me to respond to those, but it's a great way for you guys to give us feedback and, you know, heads up or thank you or anything about the order. So thank you. I've seen those a lot. And I really appreciate those, what's going on. Also, too, if you need anything, be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com, the HGH Stimulate. Will be on the product of the week. It was supposed to be updated, guys. I apologize for the delay on this. My IT guys uh, been having some issues right now getting some stuff done, and uh, so it'll be updated here shortly for the product of the week, the HGH Stimulate. Also, too, I saw this was interesting as well. Now, the <laughs> more and more people are discussing this entire aspect of what's happening with the business model now all across the country. Apparently, now Nordstrom is now shutting down their retail stores out in San Francisco, allegedly due to crime, which that's not far-fetched at all with the crime and theft that's going on. Also now, too, Target is talking about starting to shut down stores. Now, this is a big one, guys. They're now saying that Target's boom is now over, and as far as the downturn on their sales and profitability is starting to be very, very evident, Target is enormous. If you start seeing Target failing, This, again, is not going to be something that's accidental. I've said this before. What I personally think from an economic standpoint and from a banker boy control standpoint, a lot of people that I know in the markets that are actually awake, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard need to essentially isolate, and they also need to clean up a lot of the business models that are all across the country. The only way you can control the retail world very, very directly and control exactly what people eat, exactly what people buy, and exactly what people have exposure to is you have to maintain very limited options. This is something that has been very prevalent in countries that get under control of communism. What I personally think they're doing now is this is a controlled effort to bring down Target, you had Beth Bath, Beth Bath and Beyond. You had these Nordstrom companies now that are going under. The other one now that's going out of business Tuesday morning, they're shutting down. I think over 400 stores nationwide now. That's like a um, store that basically has a bunch of home decor and stuff in it. They're shutting down 487 stores. They declared yesterday. Now they're shutting down. This is happening in the retail apocalypse across the country. What they're going to do is they're going to consolidate a lot of these businesses, and they're going to make it so there's only going to be a few markets that you can buy anything from. That is one of the reasons why we have been so adamant here at healthmasters.com and maintaining full control over our market and allowing our customers to be supportive of our company by producing the highest quality supplements available on the market. This is so important because once you start having outside investors, once you start having a lot of this that occurs, there's a lot of manipulation that happens, especially if you start going into the market and you go public, so to speak. This is very, very evident that's happening right now. And again, just something to be aware of and why it is so important to make sure you support companies that you like with your money. Now, again, Target, I'm not a fan of Target. Target was one of the first main companies that came out blatantly, if you remember, under the Obama years and said, we basically are going to support grown men going to the bathroom with little girls. Deceptive. 
this is this something that we're going to support now. You can identify whatever you identify with. You can go in that bathroom. They were the main one. If you want to go in the changing rooms, you're a grown man and you want to go in the woman's changing room because you identify as a woman. They were the staple of this now. So again, I'm not, I have no fanfare with Target. However, you have to understand there's a way bigger picture that's starting to occur with what's going on right now. And speaking of weird stuff as well, and if I didn't have so much respect for a lot of my friends that are still active duty in the military, I would think this is actually a joke. However, it is not. Zero Hedge put an article out this morning that's discussing now the Department of Defense, oh gosh, is now using the Navy as a recruitment with a squadron administrator and drag queen to try to bring in more recruits. The Navy expects to fall short by over 6,000 sailors for 2023, while the military struggles with growing lack of interest, not to mention lack of physical viable candidates. They've embarked on a new strategy now. I guess they took the playbook from Bud Light, uh, about as stupid as you can get on this one. They are now using a squadron administrator who's active duty in the Navy known as Harpy Daniels to be their digital ambassador to try to inspire more civilians to join the Navy. The new U.S. Navy hired this non-binary drag queen as a digital ambassador to recruit people of – I'm not going to go much into detail on this. It's just going to make me really mad. I'm be honest with you. I'm going to get really irritated on the show, and I don't want to do that. I've got too much stuff to go over today. You guys can read this if you want. This clearly is only directing a certain minority group of individuals to try to bring them in the U.S. military for the sole purpose. Let me clarify this. The sole purpose of fully destabilizing the U.S. military as a world superpower and making sure that the U.S. military collapses on its own face if it actually ever gets into any type of significant conflict again. That is the only reason they're doing this right now. They want to make sure that they bring in as many tranny, confused, completely and totally gender dysphoric morons that have no idea what to do with themselves in any type of significant conflict, and they want to put them into positions of power on running the Navy. I mean, guys, you're talking about aircraft carriers. You're talking about submarines. You're talking about enormous fleets. And you're talking about we're going to start recruiting drag queens to start joining the Navy because, you know, hey, it's inclusive. And we're going to teach you critical race theory, which they've already started doing now to their officers and among recruitments. This by far is only going to go one way, and it will be the fall and demise of the U.S. military at some point if this actually continues to go through. So do with that with you want. There's definitely some crazy stuff going on, as always, and also, too, with the weather modification that has been going on full tilt down here in Florida. You guys have heard I've talked about it a couple times. I mean, hail the size of tennis balls up in Ocala, stuff going on in Fort Lauderdale with massive flooding of airports. Florida has had some of the most insane weather in the last couple days, or in the, excuse me, the last couple weeks. I mean, it's been so bizarre. And ironically enough, there has been some of the most incessant chemtrail spraying we have seen in the last couple weeks. And you know it's crazy now? Where we're at in central Florida, all of a sudden, the chemtrail stopped. There's not a cloud in the sky today. There's not a chemtrail in the sky today. It's clear blue skies, and we're supposed to have basically nice weather for the next couple of days. Ironically enough, for the last two weeks now, every single day, every single day on the Weather Channel apps and online, when you look it up, it would say where our area is in central Florida, that there was like a 70 to 90 percent chance of rain all day from like 10 a.m. until 9 o'clock at night. It would say all day, 70, 80 percent chance every hour that it rarely rained at all here. And then suddenly out of nowhere, it'd be like 7 o'clock at night 
we'd have this torrential downpour with inches and inches of rain out of nowhere, massive winds, and then all of a sudden it'd be done in an hour or two. Then all of a sudden you hear about massive hail up in Ocala, then all of a sudden flooding down in South Florida. Weather warfare is a very real, true thing that's happening right now, and it's funny to me how some people still, still don't believe that this technology is being used very aggressively. I told you guys, I sent the link on the website about the company in Europe that for 100,000 euros, they will give you a 100% guarantee that you will have no rain on your wedding day falling short of some type of event like a hurricane or massive storm. 100% guarantee, and they blatantly go into the Q&A and talk about cloud seeding and cloud bursting and what they do and how they do it to an extent to prevent any type of rain on your wedding day. Well, here's the problem that nobody understands when they start blabbing about this technology like it's a good thing. Weather moves certain areas. If you take certain moisture out of some area and you prevent it from raining, it goes to another area. If you start pushing moisture out of that area, it's going to go to another area. In the event, you start having massive weather changes in certain areas, and it's not natural. It's, again, manipulation of what God built on this earth. Now, the World Health Organization, along with the United Nations, the United Nations Meteorological Organization, warned Wednesday that hot weather will be dominating the months ahead. They delivered a grim forecast from their base in Geneva, Switzerland, and estimated a 60% chance that El Nino will develop by the end of July, an 80% chance by the end of September. They said it will change the weather and climate patterns worldwide due to the climate change. They said El Nino is naturally occurring climate pattern typically associated with increased heat worldwide, along with heavy rain elsewhere, and is guaranteed to start happening this year. Now, there's a high probability, yeah, that probably is going to start happening because when you start having massive weather modifications in certain parts of the country, you have massive side effects in other parts of the country. What they're doing now is they're about to start doing, and this is my opinion, they've already worked on They've already been doing it. You've watched the repeated tornadoes out in the Midwest back to back to back to back to back, huge tornadoes, huge storms that are randomly coming up. What they're going to start doing is they're going to start doing a massive effort on the United States, in my opinion, to do extreme weather warfare, to try to get people to follow the lie that this climate change has to be mitigated. So everybody has to start buying EV. Everybody has to start turning off their AC and everybody needs to stop going anywhere and then the hunker in place. Cause remember it's for your safety. This is just, you know, 30 days to stop the spread of climate change. How much do you want to bet we're going to start seeing that nonsense being spewed on a regular basis? And now the fact the United Nations is warning about this, you're going to start seeing these things occur all across the mainstream media Hey, you gotta, you guys, listen. They, the World Health Organization or the United Nations said this. We're having massive climate change. You guys, you guys got to stop driving. Do, do not go on vacation this summer. You can't drive anywhere. You've got to stop driving. And by the way, if you can, if you get a chance, please trade in your car on an EV vehicle. We're giving you a subsidy right now. Do your part to stop, stop climate change. This is what they're going to start pushing extremely aggressively right now. And now that you know the United Nations is blasting it all over online, you know for a fact it's going to start escalating all across the mainstream media while they push the new pandemic, which it will be climate change, El Nino, massive heat, massive flooding, all these storms. Oh, it's because of climate change right now. The only thing you can do is what we tell you to do. And by the way, you need to pay trillions of dollars more taxes. If you pay us more in taxes – We'll be able to mitigate it. And I still, I still have yet to hear anyone 
be able to explain how that works. So if we spend another $50 trillion on climate change over the next 30 years, by 2050, we'll be able to lower the temperature. But what are you? What are you going to? What are you doing to lower the temperature? Oh, you understand? This is this is for us to understand. It's not. It's not for you to understand. Just believe us and believe the science, and we'll protect you. Well, how does fifty trillion dollars somehow stop climate change? Listen, yeah, listen. You don't ask questions like that, peasant. You don't get to ask questions like that. You're actually a science denier now. We've labeled you a science denier because you asked that question. We're shutting down all your social media platforms and. Your smart thermostat is getting shut down, and your charging station at your house for your electric car, that's also getting shut down. Until you decide to stop being a very vocal peasant and stop asking questions about what we're doing, you're, you're cut off. You're done because you're a science denier, and you're a grandma killer because of that. And because so, you don't get to do anything anymore until we deem it. That is exactly where the next phase of this is in, my friends. So be sure, get the truth out there. Wake people up with weather warfare. It's still surprising, like I said earlier, how so many people don't understand what's going on. This stuff was worked back on the 60s with Vietnam. You can look back at the patents with the U.S. Air Force back in the 90s. You can look at the patents with the aircraft. If I need to, I'll pull them up on the website and start putting them up there so you guys can pull them up and see all, all the different patents that are out there with weather modification all the way back down the harp. This stuff is very real. It's very active. And again, is there something that we're going to be able to walk around outside and stop it? No, probably not. But one thing we can do is we can stay well prepared, well stocked up on what we need, and essentially well awake to what's actually happening and encourage others to do the same and have backup plans and have supplies on staff on, on deck if they need so. Again, like having some backup food, having backup water, having backup medical equipment if you need it, or backup you know first aid kits and know how to use them. Take an EMT class or first responder class. I've always encouraged people to do that. Go, you can go to your local community college and go take a first responder class. It's like a eight to 12-week course, and you'll learn all types of different things, how to deal with sucking chest wounds, how to apply tourniquets, how to do all kinds of different aspects of medical life-saving devices. And you can also take combat training in medic classes for civilians are out there as well. Understand and have the knowledge to handle and protect your family and your friends if the time comes, and don't just wait until something occurs to say, oh, well, now I need to learn this on the fly, and I have no idea what I'm doing. Very, very important. What do you think, Dan? Really good opening, Austin. Really good opening. And the, you know that harpy guy who basically is in the military, uh, you know, harpy is a winged serpent creature. It's a, it's a female. It's always a female. And it basically uh, has talons and claws, and it basically screeches. And it's funny, he would call himself Harpy. And, of course, that's being used from the mythical myth- – what is a mythical demonic creature is what it is, like a fallen angel that basically was a female or whatever the heck it was, or a female that turned into a fallen angel or a female that turned into something with wings and a demon. I don't know what it is. It's something weird. Look at the pictures. Look up Harpy photos at J-R-P-I-E. And you'll see what they look like. And it's funny, they call this thing, this drag queen guy in the Navy now, a Harpy. And uh, it's just, it, it boggles my mind. And by the way, I want to share something real quick. You know, uh, gold is going through the roof now. It's like 2040 an ounce, 2040 an ounce this morning. And uh, whether it stays or not, I don't know. But what I can say, and I want to reason I want to cover that topic real quick before we start on Angel Wars Part Four, is that the the money supply has been decreased by four percent. And uh, you know, that's that's the M1, and that's a big deal. That's a really really big deal. And every time they do an M1 money drop, it always causes a recession. There's no way to stop it because the money becomes very very tight and liquidity dries up. So be really careful right now as far as going out and taking out new bills and buying new stuff, and especially you know buying new cars and houses right now with these interest rates so high. Just watch your cash flow and be careful with it. If you're in a house right now that you've locked yourself into a low mortgage right now, be happy. I got a friend of mine who's got a two and a half percent mortgage, 
He's ecstatic. Stay with it. Don't be going out and selling it and trying to flip it right now. Just chill out for a minute and just let it let the economy do what the economy is going to do because these entities that run the planet, they constantly do this to us. They constantly recycle the same things over and over and over. That's why Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun. We'll cover that as a continuing saga of angel wars goes on and who Solomon was and what an unbelievable pervert he turned into worshiping all these fallen angels and these other entities that feed them the children of Israel. So, I mean, do sacrificial Altars. Just mention that again. And so all of this stuff is basically part of this ongoing saga on planet Earth as we sit here and watch it unfold in front of us. I was talking to a pastor friend of mine this morning, uh, Pastor Van Green. He's the one I'm doing that seminar with uh, this month over at his church in Dade City. And what's interesting is um, it's going to be on a Saturday morning, by the way, from like 10 to 12. But what's interesting about this is he asked me, he says, well, is, this, is all of this just, to, you know, I'm talking about angel wars. He says, is this a game? And I said, no, it's not a game. This is a real war going on. I said, this isn't a game. This is for the hearts and the souls of the people on this planet. And the, But we've been given Jesus, which is the only choice that we have that can get us through this. That's it. There's nothing else. Buddha's not going to do it. He's, you know, he's dead in the grave somewhere. Muhammad, he's dead too. He didn't resurrect. Uh, these people are just they're, – they're, they're entities and people that were put out there by the fallen angels to distract from what Christianity is. That's all this is, and we have to understand that. Now we're going to talk about the war, the actual war. The, and let me, let me stop for one second. The war in the heavenlies, the pre-endemic race. A lot of this stuff is based on scripture. A lot of it is putting pieces of the puzzle together. This is not canonized, I'm going to tell you today. A lot of these are my opinions. A lot of these things basically are referred to loosely in the scripture. So just this is something that I've put together on this show, especially for today's broadcast, that's going to really add some insight into what's going on as far as the world today as we see it. But don't be saying, well, Ted Brower believes this or Ted Brower believes that or Ted Brower believes this. I'm telling you this is a lot of speculation on my part even on what happened. And also, if you see it a different way, good for you. I'm happy for you. But this is how I kind of have viewed it and what's going on, especially when you have the hierarchies in heaven like archangels like Michael and all the rest of them and Jesus being the commander and him showing up on a white horse in the book of Revelation and all the rest of it. So let's go ahead and start on this. Now, the archangel Michael was probably going to be the commander of what happened with the rebellion against Lucifer. And he was pretty much, I guess, put together a, you know, a fighting force that was capable of defending the third heaven. And, you know, Lucifer, of course, not being omnipresent, he's ignorant of the Godhead's actions since he no longer had access to the third heaven. And, you know, at some point, he ordered an attack on the Godhead and a rebellion into the third heaven. And these spaceships or whatever he was going around in, these interdimensional whatever they had, you know, ended up attacking God. And there was a giant war in the heavenlies. The Bible talks about that. Now, he must have thought he was brilliant because he was really thinking he's going to sneak up on all this, I guess. But his situation was absurd, and it was futile. This battle of the universe, it's literally the known universe, probably covered millions of light years, given the mass and sizes of you know, the angels. They were innumerable, innumerable, it says. And you know, whatever he was traveling in were probably destroyed and vaporized by God and never allowed to enter into the third heaven. Because this would never, Lucifer could have never been able to penetrate Michael's offensive line. He couldn't have done it. It's not possible because God already knew everything in advance what was going to happen. Now, after this happened and this thing was rebelled and this pushed back, there was a way that God at that point with Michael and the other archangels had to go clear out the rebellion. Now, this, gets, this is where it gets real speculative here. It really does. And did Michael and his forces have to go out every uh, – go back to every rebellious planet and attack them? I don't know. You know, 
we know that there was a colossal amount of damage because of the interplanetary fighting that probably occurred. Undoubtedly, the fallen angels didn't want to be taken alive. They probably weren't killed, but all of the people that were people on the planets, whatever the entities were, that were there also serving them, they probably were fighting with them. And so they were probably all destroyed and killed, you know, like Adolf Hitler. You know, he told the German troops to basically fight to the death, told the German youth to fight to the death in the trenches to defend Berlin. But what had what ended up happening is the end, because Lucifer's lair was the earth, the earth was probably turned into some type of large camp, you know, as far as from a from a fighting standpoint. Uh, there were probably interconnecting tunnels, which we still see the evidence of the interconnecting tunnels. I'm going to go really weird here for a second, okay? you got to stay with me. You know, with Admiral Byrd and the hollow earth theory and all the other things he talked about and, you know, and the spaceships and all the rest of it and, you know, Antarctica being an ice wall and all the rest of this stuff. Something really is weird with this planet, period, that we have not been told. And now we know that we know they're interconnecting tunnels. We know that we build interconnecting tunnels. We know what happened with Phil Schneider when he got down to some one of those tunnels, tunnels, according to Phil Schneider's testimony. And he saw one of these, these whatever you want to call it, aliens or, you know, you know, hybrids or whatever the heck it was. And he shot it and then they hit him with a supposedly hit him with a blaster. All of this stuff you got to kind of process in to the rest of it, including what you see in the night sky, including the thousands and thousands of testimonials from people that have actually seen these spacecraft. And clearly also we have our spaceships that we've built from the technology that we gleaned from Roswell. And it goes on and on and on. You have to go back to Germany with the Viril Maidens and all the advanced technology that they were given. All of this stuff is a remnant of what happened right now that I'm talking to you guys about. That's where it all came from. And this entire planet was basically turned into a giant armed camp. And finally, there was a final attack on Earth. And, and, you know, and we started really – and probably the Earth was really torn up. Then finally, the Earth was flooded with water just like God did in Genesis chapter 6. And there was nothing left alive except for the fallen angels probably and Lucifer himself. This was the first love flood on the, on the earth, but it had to be done to, to rid the planet of all of the, I guess, the, the rebellion of what was going on. So something happened here. So we have to understand that. And, of course, then the angels, these angelic forces had to go. I guess they had to capture the fallen angels, all the other ones were running around being weird. And it says that Lucifer's in chains. And so we know all that. And then, then we have the trial that occurred. Now, here's what's interesting about this trial. And this is the thing that we have to kind of take a look at is where was this courthouse that was built for the trial? I mean, was it in the third heaven? Was it in the atmosphere of the earth? Was a special courthouse built here on this planet? It was built up in the atmosphere. We don't know. We know that we know that they, Lucifer used to go back and forth and still does, I'm sure, like he did in the book of Job. And we know he's been confined to the earth and to the atmosphere of the earth. So is there something out there in space inside of our atmospheric range that we can't see that has an interdimensional cloak on it. I'm getting weird on this. I know that. All right. We don't know. But, you know, it says he's the God of the air, all the rest of it. And he can't leave the planet to go back and forth and accuse Job into the third heaven. He can't do that because he's been confined here. So we have to look at it from that perspective. So you think, well, that sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy. I got it. But, you know, and I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying that that's something that could be happening right now. But so it's interesting that this court, is being done with with Lucifer. You got to remember there were probably huge holding tanks or whatever were built around the earth. It could be they could have been in Antarctica. Heck, we don't know where they are. You know, for the fallen angels and everlasting chains were fastened around them to ensure they did not escape. So we have to understand that. And at a certain time, Jesus, you know, the great I am 
the triune Godhead, probably took a seat on a throne to officiate the trial. That's all I know. I mean, that's where I'm talking to you guys now as a human being not understanding what's going on in a multidimensional universe and how this took place. But there is a verse I'll read in Revelation 1, 13 through 16. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt around the paps with a golden girdle, his head and his hairs were like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was the sun, as the sun shineth in his strength. Revelation 1, 13 through 16. So when, she, when Jesus shows up, I mean, he really shows up, okay? He, he really, is, you know, we got this. Now, we also have to realize that Lucifer is somehow brought into this interdimensional courtroom that we're just trying to describe now with three-dimensional terms. I mean, we can't describe a multifractal universe in our language. It doesn't – so I'm doing the best I can. I hope you guys will forgive me if I, if I don't get it quite right because – I'm trying to describe stuff that you know human beings, unless you're taken to the third heaven, have no idea what trying to describe. And, and that's why when John was brought up into the third heaven while he was on the Isle of Patmos, and Jesus showed him all this stuff, he started understanding what had happened. So we talk about this. So Lucifer had to be brought in. Now, we know he was being tried. He was absolutely unapologetic, and he had nothing but contempt for God, for Jesus, for the Holy Spirit, none of it. He, he said, you know, remember, he's a, father, he's a liar. He's a father of lies. He considers himself equal with God Almighty. So he's not going to have any type of you know, remorse on what he did. He's just – be honest with you, he's just ticked off that he's gotten caught, that his, that his angelic army has been defeated, that the warrant heavily went sideways on him, and he's like now going to be tried. And I can't imagine how the other angels who were not in rebellion felt when they see this cherub come in who was the top guy in heaven. Now think about that for a second. He was the top, top guy under God. He was, he was leading the worship, doing the whole thing going back and forth to the third heaven, and now he's on trial for basically complete and total insurrection for basically trying to do a stage a coup d'etat against the great I am, which in essence is unbelievably stupid. But can you imagine the arrogance that he had that he thought he could do this to start with? It, it, it must be mind-boggling. Well, you know, all of this stuff is being shown and what's happening. And then basically, you know, Jesus finally says, you know, the punishment Lucifer receives is going to be the lake of fire. And then Jesus then ordered the, the body of Lucifer to be burned. We know that from the scripture. And the other angels must have been watching in horror as fire came forth from inside Lucifer, and he was reduced to a spirit of ashes. Wow. And, you know, think about that. This beautiful, rebellious cherub had been transformed, and I can't imagine what the other angels must have thought when they saw this happen. And now here's the problem that we have right now when this happened and judgment was cast on Lucifer. Somehow, and I don't understand it, and forgive me for trying to explain it in, you know, in English and terms like this, he appealed to sentencing because he was – I guess he was so high up in heaven that he said basically something like, you know, how in the world could a loving God cast his you know, creation into a lake of fire for eternity or something like that? I have no idea. And it created a problem because at that point in time, there's a hierarchy set up in heaven in which God at that point decided, I guess – you know, he had to look at the appeal. I, I don't know. But all we know is that Lucifer wasn't destroyed then, and he got to run around some more. So it was he out on probation? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just telling you that something happened really big here 
in this trial of Lucifer. And, you know, Christian churches, they don't even talk about the trial of Lucifer. They just assume that everybody knows that Lucifer was basically sentenced and judged. But how did that happen? Because remember, what you got to understand here with God is that God is a God of order, not of chaos. You know, he had the universe is a very precise, finely tuned galactic instrument of just perfection of how God made it. You got planets spinning around, around suns and orbit and all the rest of the stuff and and not think, things aren't running into each other, okay? And so you've got all of this stuff happening, and everything's fine-tuned like a Swiss watch. But all of a sudden, we have this cherub that decides to go nuts and decide, decide he's, decides he's God, which he becomes the god of the Kabbalah. And these guys worship him still to this day. They follow the evil one. In fact, Sabbatain Zevi said the only way we can resurrect the serpent god is to basically you know, make everything evil all over the planet all of the time. And so that was in 1666. So this, this, this sect of these Satanists, these people that are the followers of Lucifer, still exists today. And this is the group that we fight against who are pushing the transgender agenda, who want to groom our children, who put the harpy into the Navy. All of this stuff is part of this galactic, intergalactic war that goes on on this planet from an interdimensional interface. And what we've done as Christians We've done pretty good with this war, battling it, and we've become a pretty good country, and then we put the church to sleep, and the Christians stopped praying in aggregate, and they stopped doing what they needed to do as far as raising their families, and they got caught up into the ways of the things of the world, and that's why we've got this now. That's why we've got transgender story hour, and guys go up there dressed like women with no underwear on, and they flash their genitalia to little five and six and seven-year-olds, and everybody laughs in glee and thinks it's funny, but it's unbelievable perversion of pornography for these young children, and these weirdos need to be taken out back, and, well, you know what needs to be done to them. And the, but the point is this, we've got a group of people out there that are basically believing that they're gods of hermaphrodite, and that their god created the universe. I mean, that's how twisted they are, and it's still been going on. And what ended up happening is Lucifer appealed to sentencing. That's the only thing we could figure out because he wasn't locked up and he was put on a leash. And but God knew that was going to happen, too. You know, and, and basically Lucifer, you know, was challenging God's righteousness in front of all the angels. And, you know, so God had to deal with that the way he did in setting it up. I guess. I don't know. And, you know, he was so Lucifer was set loose on the earth for the duration of the contest, I guess. However, there'd be restrictions and rules of engagement to where he could go effectively limiting him to planet surface and up to the outer atmosphere. And his actions during this appeal would also be limited in order to make sure he did not cheat like he did in Genesis chapter 6. Because I told you this yesterday, or the day before, I can't remember anymore. He bred the humans with the angels because there was no redemptive thing for any angels. He was trying to force God, in my opinion, along with trying to contaminate the entire genome, to force God into a redemptive process for the fallen angels because now they're being compliant with human DNA. That makes sense with that, too, along with the making everything evil all the time. All of this stuff happened, and a lot of this stuff is in the Bible. But then we got to realize that Lucifer was sent back to Earth. And then, you know, we have to realize that because each fallen angel was also judged. There wasn't just one angel. It wasn't just Lucifer. His entire cohort had to be judged, like the white throne judgment. that had to happen to these guys, too. We don't know how long this could have taken. If they're innumerable, could that have been hundreds of thousands of years? Remember, every to God— Every thousand years is but a day. So, I mean, was it a day? Was it two days of God's time to do this, to judge these guys? I don't know. We don't know. Now, it's going to get strange here again. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about stuff that I don't normally go into, but we're going to do it anyhow because, I mean, at this point, what difference does it make where this thing has gone today? Uh, But what happened is this. We have to realize 
that we had God saying this. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe, that be us, to the inhabitants of the earth, that be us, and to the, and of the seal for the, of the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he's pretty hacked off right now, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time, Revelation 12, 10 through 12. Now we have to understand, too, we, God is now sitting there with this appeal of Lucifer, and then we have to look at the we have to look at the passage that we did the other day, Romans three twenty one through twenty six. But now the righteousness of God without the law is being manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith in Christ Jesus upon all and upon all of them that believe, for there is no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is Christ Jesus, whom God set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness. To declare God's righteousness again, is, because of, is that because of Lucifer's appeal? I don't know, guys. I'm asking you guys that. You know, for the remission of sins that are, are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Romans 3, 21 through 26. I'm not making this up. You can read it yourself. Now, we realize that Lucifer and the fallen angels and these evil spirits are basically beginning confined to the earth and to its atmosphere. And then we realize that legions of, I guess, armed holy angels, because remember, Christ had legions of armed holy angels around him. He could have called in the Garden of Gethsemane, would be stationed around the atmosphere of the planet to ensure God's decree is not breached. Okay, And we have to understand that other angels are probably involved in the functions of the earth as it was being refurbished and being rebuilt. You know, Lucifer and his minions were held in an underground prison. We got to realize, again, that's Revelation 21 through 3. And while Jesus prepared the earth... So again, I guess to prove the righteousness of God, like it says in Romans. I don't know, because God's righteousness doesn't have to be approved. But God, for some reason, this appellate process that went through, had to do something here to allow Lucifer to try to prove that he was okay. I guess. I don't know. Your call, you figure that one out, that's above my pay grade. Just thought I'd let you know that. Well, then the water covered the surface of the planet. And it was flooded to kill the people that lived on the earth under the reign of Lucifer including the vegetation and, and the animals, and I'm sure the sea life survived. And then, here we go, and the Holy Spirit hovered over the surface of the planet in preparation for the refurbishment of the earth, Genesis 1-2. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Wow. And remember this restoration, if a year of a thousand years is one day, in six days restoration, it'd be 6,000 years. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made, Genesis 2, 1 through 2. Now we're going to get to some other stuff that's very, very strange, okay? The refurbishing. Remember, there was a total destruction, apparently, all around the earth, you know, with this war that happened. And in fact, there was basically the stars emitting light in the vicinity of the earth. Is basically they were wiped out or whatever went dormant. I don't know. As a result, the planet was plunged into darkness. And the refurbishment began with the creation of light, Genesis 1, 3 through 5. And God said, 
let there be light, and there was light, and God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day and the darkness night, and the evening and the morning were the first day, Genesis 1, 3 through 5. Now remember, this light is similar to the light described in the New Jerusalem and the New Creation. Remember, Revelation 21, 23 through 24, and the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. The refurbishing day too. The earth had lost its atmosphere, apparently. It could have been, you know, just stripped. Who knows? But there were different gases that had to be formed, and so now we got nitrogen and oxygen, carbon dioxide, all the rest of it here at our planet. And again, it may not have happened that way because it's not really clear about that. There's also water on the Earth's surface above the firmament. Now, here we go. This is going to get a lot of you guys to get all excited when I start talking about this. Above the firmament that Jesus identified as the atmosphere, and a lot of people believe that this was a frozen canopy of water above the Earth, and it enveloped the entire planet like a dome. That's what they're talking about here. And the firmament there was frozen water that enveloped the Earth in a canopy, which was to be used to filter the future sun rays and block the ultraviolet rays from the sun. The canopy would also distribute the heat from the sun evenly, thus making a perfect climate on the earth. It became like a giant greenhouse. And then God said in Genesis 1, 6 through 8, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. Wow. Now, I'm going to continue with this tomorrow on this, but I wanted to share with you that. And I know a lot of you who send me emails, you're going to be all excited. I just talked about all that and talked about the firmament and the ice canopy and all that. But guys, listen to me. This planet and what we do here is not what we think it is. It's not. This is is prison planet Earth. God created Adam and Eve to be here. It was a paradise with the Garden of Eden. And then Lucifer was unleashed, and he's taking his minions now, doing his thing with the evil ones that are with him. And this war in the heavenlies continues to be fought on a daily basis, and we need to understand that. And we need to also realize that because God did this for us and he gave us Jesus, remember, Jesus plus one, God plus one is always the majority. It always is. God can do anything he wants to do, including trying Lucifer and burning him up inside out and turning him into a spirit of ashes. He can do anything he wants, and he could have completely killed all of them, but he chained them up and locked them here on the planet. Again, I brought this up two or three times this week. What the heck is going on with Antarctica? What the heck is that giant ice wall that Admiral Byrd talked about? And why are there frigates that patrol the entire Antarctica region who basically say, you know, you can't come in here. We will shoot you and we will kill you if you do not turn around. We will be arrested. If you try to fly over it, you're shot down to protect you. It's all such a stinking lie. And so we have to understand there's something else going on down there. I mean, what do they have down there? You know, why don't you, you know, you can, same thing with Google Earth. You try to zoom in on Antarctica, you know, have fun with all that. And see, all of this stuff is just not being told to us. Something is locked up down there. You know, something is probably locked up in some type of interdimensional interface, some type of giant, you know, whatever above Antarctica up in the, up in the heavenlies. I don't know. I mean, we don't know what's going on with this stuff. They won't lie. They all lie to us. Uh, COVID, you know. Two weeks to flatten the curve. 
like Austin said earlier, global warming with two weeks to flatten the curve, go buy EVs. Everything's a lie. The media is a lie. The money supply is a lie. You know, the, the whole, all this transgender stuff is a lie. There are over 300 transgender clinics now around the United States in which these quote, quote unquote, supposedly men of medicine who are butchers is what they are, take an 18-year-old man and remove his genitalia and give him a gaping wound for the rest of his life. He'll be on antibiotics and be dealing with that forever until he dies. And a lot of these guys do commit suicide. And it's supposed to be okay. What is wrong with the medical doctors that do that? How can they go in with a scalpel, put somebody under anesthesia, and remove their genitalia and open them up and create a vagina? I mean, what the heck is wrong with these people? They think it's okay. But aren't these the same guys that turn right around and watch little children's lights go out after they inject them over and over and over again with vaccines containing aluminum and adjuvants and all kinds of chemicals and watch these little boys and girls become autistic? And do it over and over again because they're getting paid money by the Blue Cross Blue Shield as far as so many people in their practice are basically being vaccinated. And they watch the lights go out on these children after children after children to justify it by saying, well, if I don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. Well, I'm being told this is a standard medical procedure. If I don't do it, I can have my license removed. And, and you know, and, and vaccines are good. They're good for these children. And but certain amounts of children have to be sacrificed to allow us to do this to keep the herd immunity going. It's all a bunch of crap. All they do is lie. And then they cut the genitalia off these kids. 95% of the doctors out there, all they care about is money. I'm telling you that right now. Now, there are some good ones. There's some really good ones that are really, really nice, 5% of them. You know, I've had several of them on my show. They're really good people. But the vast majority of them, that's why I try to do my best to stay away from the medical model and these people that do this crazy stuff. And I try not to go to medical doctors as far as what they want to do and all the other things. And I've learned something. It seems to me that unless you've got some type of chronic problem that you need to have monitored on an ongoing basis, that if you eat clean and take your supplements and have a good lifestyle and exercise, your body pretty much takes care of itself anyhow and you stay healthy. It really does. That's why and how I started my ministry many, many years ago when we started this company. I started teaching the churches how in the world they could eat healthy and be, 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 be in great shape. And I, I worked with those until I got so much persecution when I said not to eat pork, which is insanity. You think, Stop for one second. Let's stop on pork for a second. You know, we know that pork, according to the World Health Organization, is one of the primary causes of cancer globally. We, we know that sodium nitrite, which is added to pork products, you know, lunch and meats, massively increases the risks of nitrosamines in the gut, which massively increases the risks of pancreatic cancer and, and intestinal cancers. We know all that. And we know that pork is too hot. There's an article from the Biological Therapy, Volume 1, Number 2, 1983, by Professor Hans Reckwin. It's called The Adverse Influence of Pork Consumption on Health. And we know how toxic it is to the human body. We know all that. It's posted on my website. But yet people still eat pork. In spite of listening to this show and realizing what God said about it, you know, God told us in the Old Testament. He's, he's, God's so, he's amazing. He's, he's, a, he's God, right? He's, he's the great I am. He gives the, he gives the, he gives the children of Israel. He, gives them, he, he says, hey, here, by the way, you know, I'm, gonna give you, I'm setting you two things today. I'm going to tell you how to be blessed. I'm going to tell you how you're going to get cursed. I'm putting for you blessings and cursings. If you do this, you're going to be blessed, blessed, blessed. If you do this, you'll be cursed, cursed, cursed. And he goes, now, I got, a, I got a little cliff note for you here. You know, choose life, not death. But they still couldn't listen. And that's why I've read that to you in Deuteronomy, where Moses is basically having a conversation with God. And, and God says to Moses, it doesn't make any difference. Once you die, these people are going to fall away. And they're going to start worshiping other gods. And they're going to start sacrificing their children again. It's what they do. It's what they did. It's what the earth does. And it's not just the Jews doing this, guys. You got a lot of people out there that are involved in Satanism that aren't Jewish. Don't don't be putting that off on the Jews. 
this is the synagogue of Satan. A lot of them claim to be Jews, but they are not. They are of the evil one. We've got to realize it talks about that both in, the, in Revelation. The book of John talks about it with Jesus. You know, we've got just as many people who claim to be, quote, unquote, you know, agnostic or atheists, and now they become Satanists and become – they worship the evil one that are doing it also. And they have – their background could be German or Russian or British or whatever. The whole world has become perverse. It really has. And, you know, I'm in, this, I'm in this, this crazy dating world now because I lost my wife, and, oh, I so wish you could come back, and but she can't. I got that. And, and, you know, it is unbelievable to me how twisted it is and how much has changed. And I'm seeing this with my own eyes now, and sometimes I just drop my head and shake it. I'm like, my God, my God, how in the world has the planet gotten this messed up? And it's true, and it's sad to me because we were given an incredible gift through Jesus, and for thousands of years – you know, we promoted Christ through the Christian churches. We did. Now, there was some contamination and there was some corruption in them. There really was, especially with the Catholic Church and their selling of indulgences and the Crusades and a lot of the stuff they did with the Inquisition. All these, I'm not going to go into all that. But the point was, we've walked away from that now as, a, as an aggregate people on this planet. And it's sad to me that this has taken such a foothold with the people in this world that they are following the evil one. That's why you and I, we have to put on the full armor of God every single day, and we've got to stand our ground. And we've got to realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, that he is the great I am, that he is the Alpha, and he's the Omega, he's the beginning and the end. And he already knows. He knows when I was going to be born a thousand years ago. He knows when I'm going to be with him, when I pass away. He knows all of it already. He knows all of it. He's that powerful. He's that omnipotent he's that omnipresent and we have the ability to have a blood covenant with him through jesus when jesus died on that cross it changed the game forever and that gave us the ability to stand against the evil one and resist him because now we're being filled with the holy spirit and he's going to write on our hearts his laws and his decrees and we'll know what the right thing to do is through the holy spirit think about that for a second i love you guys i appreciate it also go ahead and finish up the show today and i will talk to you guys tomorrow well, that was spot on, and you know you're 100 percent accurate. I saw an article where it's kind of sad. It's a, a U.S. track and field gold medal Olympian Tori Bowie dies suddenly at 32. This is really um, this is really sad because nobody uh, nobody really knows what happened to her. She basically, I think she may have, may have an issue with the vaccinated. I'm not sure. And um, again, here I saw that she was 32. She's an incredible athlete. An extremely good athlete and uh, won multiple gold medal winners and uh, suddenly just dies unexpectedly and suddenly. I've seen this now repeatedly now among amazing athletes. And uh, it's sad because it's becoming a very, very aggressive trend that's starting to occur all across the uh, country we've talked about now. And also, too, in other news, this is something I saw earlier here. The uh, eighth grade test scores in history, they're now showing – have uh, lowest test scores in history and civics than the lowest in decades. According to the first national report card released after the COVID pandemic, the Department of Education's National Center for Education Statistics conducts its national assessment of educational process to measure students' proficiency in civics and history every four years. History and civics rest were administered to a, re a representative sample of 8,000 eighth graders in the spring, roughly 40% of the eighth graders scored below basic in U.S. history, which is horrible. This was the lowest of all time. The average score on the NAEP history scale reached 258. 
down from basically its peak of 267 and one point lower than the score of the subject's first assessment in 1994. It's on the scale of zero to 300. What they're saying is here now, the kids are getting stupider as far as from an educational standpoint. They're getting less and less education, and especially it's always, if you've noticed, it's primarily in the history and in the math department where you're seeing a lot of this now. And what is that? What's the reason behind that? Well, of course, you want to dumb down the students so they can't do basic math, so they don't have any basic understanding of mathematics or finances or investments or savings or any of that. Now, if you can get a population and not understand basic arithmetic, how are you going to get them to possibly understand that they've been completely and totally bamboozled by the Federal Reserve, by IRS, that everything we've been taught as far as with our monetary system in the United States has been a completely and totally manipulated farce? Well, that would be the exact reason why you wouldn't want them to know anything about that. The same thing about history. We've talked about repeatedly in history. Go and look at the history books and there's nothing now in mainstream schools that they talk about history. And so, again, this is something that's really, really important and why I've said so many times you have to make sure you're raising little Americans. This is just – I can't reiterate this anymore. The school systems are not doing it. If your kids are even in the school as far as the public school system, then it's up to the parents to make sure they're getting additional learning and resources. Make them ask questions. Make them look at things from an open standpoint. I've told you before. The main concept with the communist indoctrination camps at most of these schools, not all of them, but most of these schools now, it's to pretty much demand and train compliance. That's all it is. You, this is what you learn. This is the only thing that's truth. What we tell you, follow in line. Don't talk. Don't speak unless spoken to. Sit there for an hour. Shut up. Regurgitate what we tell you on the test. That's it. There's no hands-on concepts anymore. I mean you look at the PE classes now. They're a complete joke. Look at videos from PE classes just 50, 60 years ago, and all everybody, everybody in the school was in great shape. Back in the 50s and 60s, everybody's in great shape. Everybody's really good looking, really good shape, really athletic. Now you look at a lot of them, and they don't even require a lot of kids just get exempted from PE now because they they have oh I have, I have anxiety. I can't I can't do PE now. Oh no, I can't do it. I've got I've got I can't. I'm gonna get upset. I'm gonna have a panic attack if I actually have to do anything that I don't want to do. So what they've done now, they've created this entire generation of pansies. That's what they are now. Just what they are. They, 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 they anything makes them upset. Anything gives them a panic attack. Anything makes them flip out. They can't do anything now. You talk about how depressed they are and how bad their life is and how all these things are going on. Well, yeah, when you stare at a screen all day and you stare on social media all day and all you do is constant dopamine triggers and you don't have any type of fulfilling engagements of anything you're doing. Remember, the body, the body's natural instinct is to constantly try to push and achieve things. That's what the entire concept of dopamine is about is reward pleasure. When you create something, when you accomplish something, when you hit a goal, when you go and do something, you get excited. You go, dude, I just completed that. I just finished this project. I just hit this goal. I just was able to invest in this, and I was able to do this now. I accomplished and built this house on my own. I went and pulled my own subs, and I completed this. And you go, wow, I just finished it. Oh, wow, the paint just got finished. The stucco's done, you know, and I just finished painting now. This is exciting. You accomplish things. That's how – body was made to function, was constantly accomplishing things, and that's why God made us the way we are. When you start having this artificial dopamine triggers where these kids want to sit and look at porn all day, or they want to sit on video games all day, or they want to sit on social media all day, there's no accomplishment. 
There's no nothing that you actually did that made any difference. All you did was look at bubblegum for the brain and do absolutely nothing. It's useless. And so what's happened is now these kids have to constantly go for more and more and more triggers. So they sit around, I'm depressed. I've looked at porn. I've watched video games on social media all day, and I'm still depressed. Well, it's because you have nothing meaningful that you're going for. You have no striving for any goals. I mean, I told you I went to Oslo to interview, and this kid goes, yeah, my goal, I want to be a, I want to be a TikTok celebrity. That's my goal is that's what I want to do when I get out of high school. I want to be a TikTok celebrity. I've got a big TikTok following. I want to do TikTok dances all day. And I'm, I'm looking at him just shaking my head. And I'm going, this is a tech world right now that's going to be a tech bubble very soon. These things always go in phases. That's what's so funny to me about this push for AI they're starting to do now. One thing I've said, I said the, the world as far as the actual hands-on world can never be overtaken with robots. You're going to have robots go up and basically lay brick, set trusses on their own. Go reshingle a roof. The robot structure they have now can't even barely jump over obstacles. They'll jump over them, but they have no reasoning skills. They can do things to an extent. You have fixed robot maneuvers that they have in factories where they're building cars now, but you don't have the concrete thought process. You just have simple direction that AI can produce on that. And this is what they're trying to push and push and push to remove every concept of people being able to be involved in anything and actually accomplishing anything. The problem when you look at that is you go, well, what is anybody going to do and how is anybody going to buy anything if there are no jobs because AI, computers, and robots are taking everything over? Then comes the concept where people finally understand where the overall goal is to push the basic income structure. The basic guaranteed income, which they have talked about now repeatedly with the World Economic Forum, you basically give people enough money to barely survive. You put them in a two or 300-square-foot apartment in a 15-minute city. You give them some mundane task they can do occasionally that will help generate them an extra little bonus so they get a little dopamine trigger if they make an extra $50 a month by doing something so they can go buy more McDonald's fast food. And you continually have this slave force that they can push into this hive mind system. That's where they're trying to focus everything. That is why they've had so much resistance with patriots and Christians and Americans that are awake. That is why I've intentionally told everybody to stay away from those platforms. Don't allow algorithms to be placed on you as far as built around you. Don't have Alexa in your house, Alexa, Alexa in your house having smart all this smart technology that's constantly monitoring everything you're doing. Don't consent to a lot of the stuff that wants to track you around. Keep tape over your selfie camera so it can't monitor your facial expressions. Turn your dog on app permissions off if you're not using them. Don't let them listen to your mic all the time. And if you really need to have some privacy, which is a great idea, Throw your phone in another room or throw it in a drawer somewhere. You want to have a private conversation with your friends or wife or family. These things are very important because what they're doing is they're slowly building steps higher and higher and higher to build people and essentially an invisible prison around them. So they have no idea what's going on. This is really, really important. So understand that there's a lot of stuff happening, but there are things that we can do to mitigate it. And the more people do so, like voting with your dollar – like I've talked about before, the EV market, that whole market – I watched a video yesterday now, and Toyota's talking about they're about to release basically a hydrogen-powered engine that goes in a Corolla, runs off hydrogen, off water. It's unbelievably efficient, no emissions whatsoever, no electricity as far as an EV market whatsoever that has to go in and plug in, full hydrogen engine. 
now apparently there's a bunch of uh, push to try to prevent them from bringing this to market now. Surprise, surprise. You start going in, say, dude, hydrogen is virtually, I mean, you can store it anywhere. It's super easy to make. It's one of the most abundant resources because it's water. And you go in and you go, well, why wouldn't they want us to have this? Well, it's very easy. It's very easy to understand. They don't want people essentially having free energy, so to speak, and being able to burn hydrogen you know, for a few dollars a tank, or even if it was 10 or 20 $30 a tank. They don't want that. They want to be able to control the market with the EV so they can control people's electric prices based on what they're doing, based on how they act, based on their social credit store. So continue to step out of that market. Continue to vote with your dollars and continue to support companies that are getting the truth out there. Thank you so much for your support of Health Masters. Again, if you guys need anything, the HGH Stimulate on sale for product of the week, 12% off. Got a big batch of it in right now. That's super fresh. Great formula. If you guys know it, L-Arginine formula, incredibly good for energy, for muscle endurance, for muscle recovery as well in the gym and outside of the gym. Really helps out with VO2 max. So be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. The HGH Stimulate. Y'all voted. It won. Healthmasters.com on sale right now. So have a blessed, safe, awesome evening. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.